Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. If you have your Bibles tonight, let's uh, get into the Word of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to try to preach and get out of the way and let the Lord move. Amen. We've been having some really good services around here, especially this past Wednesday night. Amen. Very, very good. uh, Very good preaching, Brother uh, Albritton. Never heard him preach before. First time I've heard him. And uh, just really touched my heart last Sunday morning, Brother uh, Jordan Belgard, amen, preaching about the family of God, preaching about baptism, amen. I kind of felt in the spirit to kind of go in that same direction tonight. Uh, my daughter texted me, those of you that weren't here Wednesday night, my daughter Madison texted me Tuesday or maybe Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday, <clears throat> and her and her uh, fiance was here Sunday morning and listened to Brother Belgard preach and uh, Thomas had went to school with uh, Jordan and he just was amazed at his preaching because you know it was years ago that they were in school and had Bible study classes and he just was just amazed at the testimonies and and the preaching and the and the word of God pricked their hearts and Tuesday night in during Bible study at POA my daughter and Thomas wanted to get baptized in Jesus name <clears throat> So they, they went to the church and, and got baptized in Jesus' name. She was so excited that she sent me pictures. <clears throat> it was not just her and Thomas, but it was Thomas's mother, Thomas's sister, and Thomas's sister's husband all got baptized in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, amen. His truth is marching on. Hallelujah. We're in revival. We're living in the last days. And and Peter preached it on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts chapter 2 when he said for the promises unto you and unto your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourself from this untoward generation. He quoted Joel 2.28 when he said in the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out of my spirit in the last days. I believe we're living in the last days. I believe there's going to be a great falling away, but I believe there's going to be a great revival. Amen? God's going to have a church. God's going to have a witness. God's going to have a bride that's made herself ready. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. And then to cap it off, Pastor preached, amen, this morning, as long as you've got breath, stay in the race. Stay in the race. I heard a preacher preach the other night at men's conference from Ecclesiastes 3. He said everywhere in there, there's a season. There's a season to dance. There's a season to cry. There's a season to laugh. There's a season to plant. There's a season for harvest. But there's not a season to quit. There's not a season to quit. Winners never quit and quitters never win. The book of Revelation says to he who overcomes. I want to be an overcomer. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 through 5. Paul is writing here to the church at Corinth. He says, moreover brethren, I declare unto you the gospel 
which I preached unto you, which also you have received. In other words, they've already got it. They've already heard. They're just like you here tonight. I can preach the gospel and probably some of you can probably quote it and preach it just as well as I can and maybe some of you even better. But he said, I declare unto you the gospel which I've already preached unto you, which you've also have received, and wherein ye stand. In other words, they've already got a foothold. They've already got their foot on the rock. Their mind's made up. He says, by which ye also were saved. So they had the Holy Ghost. They was baptized in Jesus' name. He said, if you keep in memory what I've preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. In other words, hold on to the message. For I delivered unto you, first of all, which I have also received, how that Christ died for our sin according to the Scripture. Number one, He died. Okay, everybody say He died. And that He was buried. Everybody say He was buried. And the Bible says, and then he rose again the third day according to the scripture. In other words, what Paul's saying, this ain't just me. This is what is recorded in the scripture. He died for your sins. He was buried. And then he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. I'm glad to know that he rose again. And that he was seen of Caiaphas and then the twelve. Then I want to turn to Luke chapter 24. Verses 45 through 49. Then Jesus opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance, everybody say repentance, and remission of sin should be preached in whose name? In Jesus' name, where would it be beginning at? At Jerusalem. And ye are, key word right here, witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry ye there in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Three things, the death, the burial, the resurrection. Go tarry in Jerusalem till ye be endued with power. And the key word is in the name of Jesus. Now, let's turn to the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Everybody said Jerusalem. But wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized, and I feel the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. He said, tarry and don't leave because you're going to get the Holy Ghost. Mm, 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 mm. I feel the Holy Ghost. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time again restore the kingdom of Israel? And Jesus said unto them, it's not for you to know the time or the season what the Father has put in his own power, but ye shall receive power. I feel the Holy Ghost. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and to all Judea and Samaria and unto the other most parts of the earth. 
And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up in a cloud and received out of their sight. I want to draw my your attention back to where he said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses. Everybody say, I'm a witness. Amen. I am a witness. Why don't we just lay our Bibles down and lift up our, our voices toward heaven just for a moment. Lord, we just love you tonight. God, I pray you would anoint my simple, Lord, the words that are coming out of my mouth. Lord, help me to deliver what you gave me tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray somebody would receive the Holy Ghost tonight before this service is over. And everybody said in Jesus' name, why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord as you're seated. I want to talk to us just for a little while on a simple subject. God's witness protection. God's witness protection. I guess we probably all know what a witness is. At some point in some time in life, you've witnessed something. You've witnessed, amen, maybe a deed being done or you maybe had to stand in court. Anybody had to, to stand trial and, and witness something. Whenever I was a little boy, I'll never forget, we, we lived in Mississippi. And we lived right on a big interstate. And one morning, about 6 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, amen, there was a knock at our door. I was asleep on the couch. I had slept on the couch. I was maybe about Cooper's age. And I ran to the door. And there was a man standing at the door with a gas can. He says, he says can, you, can you open the door? I said, no, I'm not, I'm not opening the door. My, my parents taught me not to you know, open the door for strangers. He says, I, I'm out of gas. And my, my car's parked right around the corner. And he said, I just need some gas. Can you please open the door? So I ran to my parents' room. And my dad and my mother were still in bed asleep. And I said, Dad, there's a guy at the door. He's got a gas can and he's out of gas. Can, can we help him? He said, send him next door to Mr. Willis. Mr. Willis run a putwood truck. And he had a bunch of, you know, gas cans. So I sent him over there to Mr. Willis's house. And I'll never forget, I, you know, being nosy, I wanted to watch him walk over there. Well, he walked towards Mr. Willis's house and he turned. And when he seen I wasn't looking, he ran and got back in his car, turned his flashers off. And he left. Two weeks later, maybe not even that long, we read in the newspaper in the Covington County, Mississippi Times, his picture was in there, and I seen it in the newspaper. He had killed an 80-something-year-old woman with a similar story, robbed her and murdered her and stole everything from her. Just about six months later, his, his trial arraignment was in the Covington County uh, Courthouse. And I'll never forget, I, I was sitting in the courtroom when they brought this man out in, in chains. And, and there was witnesses that stood up and plead their case against him and convicted him for the, for the, for the crimes that he had committed. So a witness is someone who is very important. The Webster's Dictionary says a witness is one who has knowledge of something. Someone who is serving as evidence or proof or a sign of public affirmation. Or by word example, usually a religious faith or, con or a connection uh, to something spiritual. To testify, to present proof, and to see for oneself. How many of you are a witness tonight of what God has done for you? Amen. 
the United States Marshal Service found it so important that witnesses were important to bringing down drug lords, terrorists, and crime ring leaders that in 1969 through a program called the Witness Protection Program they decided to take criminals who were prosecuted, criminals who had a felon record and turn them to state's evidence and use them and their testimony to bring down much larger perpetrators. I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. God has called you out of darkness hmm, into his marvelous light that you should shew forth his praises. Amen. He's brought you out of darkness and brought you into a witness protection program and you are to be a witness of him not just in the church but out in the world. Hmm. As I began to read, I found intrigue. And just this morning, I began to work on this. The Lord woke me up this morning with it on my mind. The Witness Protection Program. It's a service offered by the federal government to provide security to a threatened person. Providing testimony and evidence to the justice system. Including defendants and their clients before, during, and after the trial. Developed in the late 1960s by the U.S. Marshal Services, the success of this organization to protect its witnesses who fully comply with the program is 100%. Since the beginning, nearly 19,000 witnesses have been successfully protected in this program without one person being harmed. You might say, how can this happen? Number one, they have to follow the witness protection guidelines. Let me tell you something. I've never seen a witness for God that God hasn't protected. But there is something that happens, amen, when we go back to our old lifestyle and we go back to the old things that we used to do and God's protection is no longer on us. I'm here to tell you tonight, there's a danger in not staying in the program. Number one, witnesses have to have a reliable testimony. Brother, brother, brother Brendan's already, he's already quoted my, my scripture, Revelations 12 and 10. The Bible says that we overcome an adversary. We overcome a greater uh, enemy, the devil. You know how we did it? Through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. When they put these criminals in their witness protection program, we got to basically a U.S. Marshal here tonight. Amen. He can testify that uh, Brother Reeves works for the federal government. I mean, he transports prisoners and criminals. And maybe some of these guys are in the witness protection program. But I can, he can probably attest to this, that these people, amen, the, the people they're testifying, again, they want their testimony. The te they're not important, but their testimony's important. I tell you what makes you dangerous to the devil. It's not you and who you are. It's not your last name, but it's the testimony that you have. Oh, the devil wants to steal your testimony. If he can rob your testimony, he can take you. You're not hearing me. I said the devil wants to take your testimony. Mm. 
These witnesses are felons. Otherwise, criminals on the run. Why would the government have use for a, just a common criminal, a thief? Why would God want us who were dead in our sins and our trespasses? The Bible says that when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why does he want a sinner? Why does he want a convicted felon? Because he said, I want to put you in a program. I want to put you in something that's going to protect you from death and from hell. I'm going to put you in a program. I'm going to fill you with my spirit. And you're going to... Mm. Feel the Holy Ghost. In order to be successful in the program, the witnesses have to agree. Number one, to cut ties with the past. Old acquaintances. The government takes their phones from them. And all those old contacts that they used to hit up looking for drug deals and smuggling partners, they go through and they delete them. They take away their identity and they give them new identities. Let me tell you something. When we come to God, the Bible said in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. I'm a new creature. I'm in God's witness protection program. I used to be a sinner. I used to be a felon. But now God has sanctified me. Mm. They have to assume a new identity and comply by strict rules. This new identity and this protection is not just for them, but it's for their spouses. It's for their children. Peter said on the day of Pentecost, it's for you, it's for your children, and their children too. And as many as the Lord our God shall call, God wants to save your family. He wants to save your children. God's got a witness protection program. But you've got to have your testimony. You've got to have your testimony. Somebody needs to look the devil in the eye tonight and tell him, you can't have my testimony. A new identity is absolutely necessary. You see, for the most part... These, these witness protection, they, they change the way they look. If they, if they had long hair, they would, they would cut their hair. They would shave facial hair. They would change the way they talk. They would change the way they walk. They would change the way they look. Let me tell you something. I don't walk the way I used to walk when I came to Jesus. He gave me a new name. I was born this driver's license registers me to 83 Lucas Road in DeVille I was born on October the 13th 1973 but friend let me tell you something when I came to Jesus that old driver's license that old identity is no good because I was born again at the altar amen and I received a new identity my last name is no longer Francois it's Jesus I've been baptized in his name covered in his blood and I'm in a protection program Ephesians 2 and 1 says it like this. And you who he hath quickened, who were dead in trespasses and in sins, were in time past, you walked according to the course of this world. In other words, you were in a, you were in a crime ring 
wherein in times past you walked according to this world in the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also you had your conversations in past with the lust of the flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and whereby nature the children of wrath even as others everybody say that was me but it doesn't stop there it says, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, he said, you've got a testimony. You've got a witness. I want you to be my witness, and I'm going to put you in a protective place. He hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And he hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might shew forth the exceeding riches of his grace in the kindness toward us through Christ. Friend, let me tell you something. We've been brought out of darkness. We've been brought out of a world of sin. We didn't have a future. We didn't have a hope. And he gave us a new identity. Hmm. How do we get this new identity? I was reading today baptism. How many of you believe that baptism is important? 2 Corinthians 5.17 talks about if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things are become new. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9, it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of ye, but ye were washed. What was you washed with? Is this thing on? Baptism. Not sprinkled. Immersed. Baptism. Look it up. If you read the, the word baptism, it means to immerse in. Look at what happened in Exodus 14 and 15. The Bible says they passed through the, the sea, the Red Sea. That, that represents baptism. If you read in Corinthians, it says, Be not deceived, all of our fathers who were baptized in the cloud and in the sea. If you read 1 Peter chapter 2, the Bible says that Noah, that Noah was a preacher of the gospel and that by water, by water, eight souls were saved. Whereunto baptism doeth also save us. The Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19. Jesus said, go ye therefore, baptizing them in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Ghost. And no, that's not what he's intended for us to baptize in because Peter was standing there with the keys that Jesus gave him. And on the day of Pentecost, he said, baptize them in the name of Jesus. Well, I felt some kickback there. Are we to identify with Jesus in baptism? Re fill a side note. Find Romans 6. Romans 6. Romans 6, chapter 1. Romans 6, chapter 1. What shall we say then? Listen to Brother Brennan. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? In other words, I'm in, a, I'm in a witness protection program. 
I've got his spirit. I'm no longer walking in sin. I'm covered by his blood. So what shall we say? Shall we continue in sin? Because there's grace, right? If we sin, grace is here. What does it say? God forbid. There it is. Dead. Dead to sin. Dead. Jesus died. So when Jesus died, we die. Okay? See the relation? Paul said it in 1 Corinthians that I read to you this, this afternoon. He said, Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again the third day. Notice what Paul's saying here to the church at Rome. He said, you've got to die to sin. And it's not good enough just to die because, promise you, when grandma dies, we don't leave her at the funeral home. She's got to be buried. Read. Okay, how was we baptized into Jesus? Was we baptized into the Father? We was baptized. Because who died? Who died on the cross? So who are we buried with? Read it. She walk in newness of life. Keep reading. Let not therefore sin reign in your mortal bodies. Is that what it says? Well, mm. I feel like you see the simulation there. Jesus died, we die. We were born in sin, we have to die to sin. Jesus died. He was without sin. He came, he said, I'm gonna show you how it's done. He died, he was buried, and he rose again. He said, but don't, don't get nervous. You're gonna die at the altar. You're gonna be buried in baptism in my name because we're buried with him. Put on Jesus, not the Father. We put on Jesus. The Father didn't die, Jesus died. We're gonna raise again to walk in newness of life. You hear what's happening? Jesus conquered death. It don't have dominion over him. You know who death has dominion over? Us. Death has dominion over us because we're all going to die. Keep reading. This is good. This ain't even in my notes. He liveth unto God. Does that give us hope? Let's see if it does. Go ahead. Wait, alive? How are we alive? So the Spirit lives in us. If you read Romans 8, 11, the Bible says, For if the Spirit that raised Christ from the dead also dwell in you, it shall also quicken your mortal bodies. What are you trying to say? I'm in God's witness protection program. I've got a testimony. I've got a new identity. I've got a promise that says one day, 
when the trial is over, <laughs> when the trial is over and the judge's gaffle hits the table, friend, I've got a promise that I'm going to live forever. That ought to make you shout. The next thing that happens in the witness protection program, they've got a testimony. They change their identity. The next thing they do is they prepare for them a place. They don't make them go back to the old place that they used to go. There's been an address change, Mama Ann. Jesus said in John 14 and 1, he said, let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Because in my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place. Who's he preparing a place for? Those that's in the witness protection program. I've got a place prepared. I've got a new name. I've got a new home. I'm telling you, that's enough to make a wooden Indian shout. I've got a new place called heaven. And if I can just stay in the program. Is baptism important? Mark 16, 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. John 3, 5, Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he can't even see the kingdom of God. Acts 2, 38, Peter preached on the day of Pentecost to be baptized in Jesus' name. I quoted a while ago, but the scriptures, 1 Peter 3 and 20, which sometimes were disobedient, which once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. In other words, what he's saying, he was waiting for man to repent. But he didn't repent. So he prepared an ark wherein a few as eight souls were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Not putting away the filth of the flesh, but with the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus. Now, Acts 19 and 1. If it wasn't important about baptism, the Bible said in Acts chapter 19 and 1, Paul, when he reached the coast of Ephesus, he found certain disciples there. And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, We've not even so much as heard if there be any Holy Ghost. And the very next thing Paul asked them, How then were you baptized? Well, what does it matter? We was baptized. For the love of God. John baptized us. He was the forerunner of the gospel. Isn't that good enough? No, 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 no. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 3. He said it in John chapter 1. He said in Luke 24, 46 and 47. In Acts 1 and 7. He said because the Holy Ghost shall fall upon you. You shall be baptized. So what did Paul do in Acts 19 and 1? He re-baptized those disciples who were baptized by John. If it's not important. Then why did Paul re-baptize them in the name of of Jesus you know why he wanted to make sure that they were in the witness protection program because I've got to identify with Christ I've got to have a new driver's license thank you for listening to today's message we pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come if you would like to connect with us further 
Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.